Hey, super friends, my name is Neil and welcome to this episode 83 of the Get Your Comic Con podcast. We're here fortnightly-ish to bring you a slice of film, TV and pop culture goodness from our studio direct to your speakers. I'm flying solo this week and I am tearing up the rulebook for a news special as James Gunn has announced the first chapter of the DC Universe on film, on TV, in comics, in games, in everything. So, without further ado... Let's pick this thing apart and see what we're most excited for. Okay, so here we go. I'm gonna you're gonna have to bear with me. I am gonna have to scroll as I'm going to try and remember all of this as we go. So uh, James Gunn and Peter Safran have just announced 10 projects from the DC Universe coming from DC Studios. These will start uh, small with an animated series that we'll get to in a moment and then we'll begin in earnest on the big screen in July 2025 with Superman Legacy which will release on July the 11th 2025. So these 10 projects that have been announced today will form part of chapter one of the DCU. This is not all of chapter one, but this is the 10 projects that they are willing to announce. And chapter one is called Gods and Monsters, which uh, is an animated movie from 2013. Uh, if you want to go check that out, it's it's awesome. It's a very cool Elseworld story. So uh, where do we want to start? So Super, there's Superman Legacy, there is a Batman and Robin movie, there's a Wonder Woman prequel series, there's a Green Lantern mystery series, we've got Brewster Gold, we've got Amanda Waller. It's insane. Uh, we also have a release date for the Batman Part 2, and obviously the Joker Folia Deux is coming next year, which will be labelled DC Elseworlds. So something that James Gunn has just made very clear in the video that he has just shared on social media is that projects which are within the DCU will be DCU, and projects which are not will be very clearly labelled DC Elseworlds. There are also some stories about the current cast and what they might be doing, such as Gal Gadot, etc, etc. Uh, we will get to those in a minute. To begin with, uh, let's just talk about some of the history that they came up with. So, to build the overarching story of the DCU, uh, Gunn and Safran have brought together a team of writers. So they have a writer's room, which includes Drew Goddard, Jeremy Slater, Christina Hodson, who you'll know from The Flash and Batgirl, Crystal Henry from Watchmen, and comics writer Tom King has been heavily involved. And uh, the indication here is that some of these writers will continue to work on DCU projects as they move forwards. Uh, so uh, Crystal Henry is actually going to be show running Walla, which we'll get to when we talk about TV. Right, so the plan so far is to release roughly two films and two TV series per year within the DCU. Uh, that output will not sacrifice quality to meet deadlines, so if things are not going to plan then they will shift. This also doesn't factor in whether any Elseworld stories will also uh, get released within year. So it might be that we're seeing sort of four projects from within the DCU and maybe uh, one or more from outside. We shall have to wait and see. Movies. Superman Legacy. So this one is going to open on July the 11th, 2025. And this will, as Gunn has just said in his own words, mark the start of the DCU. Uh, so this is going to focus on Superman as he balances his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing. He's the embodiment of truth, justice, and the American way. He's the kindness in a world that thinks kindness as old-fashioned. Gunn is writing. Safran said he hopes that Gunn can be persuaded to perhaps direct as well during their presentation that was made to the press. Um, 
apparently he, uh, according to Variety, was uncharacteristically poker-faced in his response. We don't, therefore, have a director on board as yet. That's something that they're working on. Uh, a separate Superman movie produced by J.J. Abrams through Bad Ro Robot, which is the one written by Tana Heshi Coates, is still in development and could exist in the outside uh, DC Elseworlds continuity. So that's all we know about this one. It's, uh, it's a younger Superman. He's balancing his heritage. That's all we know for now, but it's going to be the star in earnest of the DCU. One thing that we do know is it will lead into the second DCU film, which is called The Authority. So this one uh, is an ensemble movie about superhumans who have less than idealistic approaches to saving the world. Uh, Gunn apparently spoke what uh, Variety calls at length about The Authority. It's a project which he says he is really excited to bring to life. And the characters all come from Wildstorm comics. So Wildstorm is a brand that was launched in 1992. Uh, as an independent entity which is currently uh, under DC Comics so under then it was under Jim Lee and ultimately was made an imprint of DC and completely folded in so that the characters could coexist within the pages of DC Comics uh, uh, the company did reboot its continuity within the new 52 in 2011 and Gunn has said that he and Saffron intend to do the same with the Wildstorm characters in the DCU so the authority was created by Warren Ellis and Brian Hitch uh, as an end to justify the means superhero team, bit Suicide Squad-esque, as an approach that appealed to Gunn and Saffron's de desire to diversify the storytelling within the DCU. Uh, the quote that we've got here is that it isn't just a story of heroes and villains, and not every movie and TV show is going to be about good guy versus bad guy. There are people that are very questionable, like The Authority and like The Suicide Squad, who basically believe that you can't fix the world in an easy manner, and they take things into their own hands. Uh, Saffron is quoted as saying they're kind of like Jack Nicholson in A Few Good Men. They know that you want them on the wall, or at least they believe that. Gunn said that the film is being written now, but they have declined at this point to say who was the screenwriter. So I haven't ever read uh, The Authority. I've not read these comics, so I'm going to have to do some research to see who they are. But it sounds like an interesting way to begin continuity by saying okay here are some characters that are in superman legacy and then having them spin off into their own movie it's the beginning of that continuity that we were really hoping to see in the dcu so i'm very excited about that i am most excited for the thing that comes next so a movie by the name of the brave and the bold so this will be the introduction of the dcu's version of batman so the batman will still exist made by matt reeves as it currently is and it will have its spin-off series so the penguin series and the planned arkham asylum series that's been talked about will still exist uh in dc elseworlds in terms of the dcu presumably this is going to be in 2026 will be introduced to the dcu's version of batman completely separate to robert pattinson not played by him this is going to be the introduction, I can't believe they finally said this, of the Bat family. So first among those to be introduced is going to be Robin. Uh, now this version of Robin is Damian Wayne. So for you, those of you who don't know who Damian Wayne is, he is the fifth Dick Grayson, Tim Drake, Jason Todd, not in order, <laughs> Stephanie Brown, Damian Wayne. He is the fifth uh, Robin to exist, and he is the son of Bruce Wayne. So, Gunn has described him as our favourite Robin, a little son of a bitch, an assassin, and a murderer. 
so he, he, as I just said, he is Bruce Wayne's biological son, a fact unknown to Wayne for the first eight to ten years of his life. It's a very strange sort of father-son story about the two of them, said Gunn. The project is based on a run of Batman comics authored by Grant Morrison, who Gunn said was an exceptionally, ooh, exceptionally influential on the DCU. Other comics writers Gunn mentioned was Tom King, who participated in the DCU writers' room. Now, um, the artwork that is shown during Gunn's video about the introduction of the DCU is actually from the Batman and Robin series where Bruce Wayne is dead. And the the image that they used is actually where Dick Grayson is playing Batman with Damien as his Robin, which is interesting. So it may be that they're going to adapt some of the sensibilities of that story or some of the actual storylines in terms of the villains that they fought in that book. But swapping out presumably um dick grayson as batman for bruce as batman but the idea of bat family on film is very exciting because we're talking about depending on how many characters they want to include in the continuity we're talking about a time where there are plenty of ex robins in existence so there could be a nightwing there could be a batgirl there could be a spoiler there could be all of these different people out there there could be an oracle this is very exciting for Bat Family fans, this is sounds like something that we've wanted to see for a very, very long time. You excited, Ollie? Yes. Good. And then the next film that they have announced is Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. So that should ring a bell to some comic book readers. It's a it's a short limited series that was released in 21, uh, 2021-2022, written by uh, Tom King, who again, they've said, is part of the writer's room for the DCU. And this is a real big sci-fi story in which Kara goes off and is, I don't want to spoil too much, uh, she's off and she is visiting other planets on a kind of revenge protection type mission. It's it's a story about her when she was disillusioned with her time on Earth and had gone off world to try and find herself and she finds herself through this other character who she gets tied up with and... Um, who she's kind of protecting and also searching for for answers about. So it's um, it's it's going to be a very interesting story to adapt a film. I hadn't anticipated that one whatsoever. Uh, so the quote that we've got from them on this one is that um, this is a very different type of Supergirl. We see the difference between Superman, who was sent to Earth and raised by loving parents from the time he's an infant, versus Supergirl, who was raised on a rock chip off of Krypton and watched everyone around her die and be killed in terrible ways for the first 14 years of her life. <laughs> Gunn called this Supergirl much more hardcore, though King's series also involves Crypto the Superdog. It did, yeah, so Crypto goes with her on this uh, this mission into space. Uh, it's a really exciting series. You can buy it now in uh, either the individual issues or you can get the full collected edition, which is which is available now, where all good comics are sold. And then finally, the last film that was announced is Swamp Thing. Uh, it's the most the, <laughs> Variety's calling it the most extreme example of Gunn and Saffron's conviction to diversify the DCU. So this will investigate the dark origins of Swamp Thing. By way of explaining further, Gunn referenced the initial reactions to Guardians of the Galaxy joining the MCU and the initial questions about how Rocket Raccoon was uh, would stand next to Thor. That mashup of quality wound up being one of the highlights of Avengers Infinity War, as they point out. Uh, Gunn says they're one-upping that approach with Swamp Thing. This is a much more horrific film, but will have Swamp Thing interact with other characters. So what he says in his video is that this isn't necessarily DCU, but will inform some of that story. So I wonder if we'll start to see some multiversity in there, perhaps, or um, certainly we're going to explore a darker side of the DCU, which is very, very exciting. 
So those are all the films that have been announced so far. Uh, we move on to television shows. So an animated series that's coming to HBO Max. It's the very first project that was greenlit by them uh, as part of DC Studios, completely written by James Gunn. It's called Creature Commandos, and it's already in production. So the Creature Commando characters were first launched in 1980. The premise features Frankenstein's monster teaming up with a werewolf, a vampire, and a gorgon to fight Nazis in World War II. It doesn't appear that Gunn's version takes quite the same approach. Weasel, one of the characters from the Suicide Squad, is one of the commandos along with Rick, Fa- uh, Rick Flagg's father, Rick Flagg Sr. Uh, animation, Gunn said, allows creative collaborators to tell stories that are gigantic without spending $50 million an episode. So, uh, the actors cast to voice the characters on the show will also play these roles in the DCU in live action. And something that Gunn has talked about today, which is very, very exciting, is that what they want to do with the projects under the DCU banner is keep the same actors. So, if uh, the actor who plays Superman in Superman Legacy goes on to appear in an animated project that is set within the DCU, they will still voice their character. And that will be the same for all of the heroes and villains. So if you are cast in the DCU, you will play your character in every project that is part of that franchise. Only Elseworlds stories will feature other actors playing those characters. So for in, you know the way that Robert Pattinson will be the Batman's Batman and there will be a different Batman in the DCU. Now, it seems that this project is going to come next year, so in 2024, and that will be the first project within the DCU, but it, as I said, won't be the full kickoff just yet. That's not until Superman. The next project that has been confirmed is Waller. So with Gunn focused on Superman Legacy, the second series of Peacemaker is currently on hold. uh, And that's obviously to allow him to work on writing that script and potentially direct. And so what's going to happen is, uh, as I've said before, Crystal Henry is going to show um, this new series called Waller. So Viola Davis is carrying over from Suicide Squad to The Suicide Squad to Peacemaker to Waller. And what we'll see instead is uh, Team Peacemaker appearing alongside Davis in a continuation of that show, uh, which is a bit of a spoiler for season one. Uh, And the way that show ended was with Waller's daughter, Leota, played by Danielle Brooks, outing Task Force X and Waller's role in the world. So Crystal Henry, who was part of the writer's room, will uh, will work on the show and it will be executive produced by Jeremy Carver, who created the Doom Patrol series, which was recently confirmed as coming to an end with season four. Uh, They're already partway through. They're crushing the writer's room, says uh, James Gunn. And he says it's just the greatest show ever. So both Creature Commandos and Waller are expected to debut before Superman Legacy. And what Saffron called them during the presentation to the press is an aperitif for the DCU. The next series will make a lot of you very, very happy, and it's called Lanterns. So this is a, as I'm going to quote this, a huge HBO quality event that is very much in the vein of True Detective. So the show will focus on two of the best-known Green Lantern Corps characters, Hal Jordan and John Stewart. They will investigate a mystery that uh, Peter Safran calls uh, a re- says will play a really big role in leading us into the main story that we're telling across film and television. What he then said was this is a very important show for us. This is separate to the Green Lantern series that was being developed by Greg Belanti at HBO Max. So that show is no longer moving forwards, which we have heard before. And that makes sense if they're going to use some of those characters here. Uh, what Saffron said was that Greg's vision was more of a space opera, whereas their vision is more of a true, ter- true detective terrestrial based investigation story. 
that sounds incredibly exciting. So two great Green Lantern characters, two fan favourite characters, finally getting the justice that they deserve on the big screen, uh, or small screen, should I say, but with that kind of cinematic quality that we're going to see across the DCU. Very, very cool idea. As is actually the next uh, series on the list, which is called Paradise Lost. So this is being pitched as a Game of Thrones-ish story, which is set on Themyscira before the birth of Diana, aka Wonder Woman. It's really about the political intrigue behind a society of all women, said Saffron. Uh, Gunn says, how did it come about? What's the origin of an island of all women? What are the beautiful truths and ugly truths behind all of that? And what's the scheming like behind different power plays in society? The provocative title recalls Paradise Island Lost comic series, which was authored by Phil Jimenez and George Perez, which followed a civil war on Themyscira. However, that run did directly involve Wonder Woman, as it's been pointed out in the press, so it's probably not a direct adaption of that. It's more of a Game of Thrones-style show set on Themyscira. What what more could we want? We've heard that they were planning to do something like this before. At one point, um, we had... um, Wonder Woman director Patty Jenkins was working on a spin-off that was going to be set on Themyscira, so maybe that idea is just slowly developed into a totally different project, which is what we're going to see here. And finally, Booster Gold. Uh, this one will allow the DCU to fully stretch into outright comedy. Whilst he may not be familiar to fans of the, you know, casual fans of the DCU, as Variety points out, the character, also known as Mike Carter, is a fan favourite among devoted readers. Peter Safran called Booster a loser from the future who uses basic future technology to come back to today and pretend to be a superhero. So if you don't know him, that is exactly what it says. He is a, a, a non-hero from the future who has technology that sends him back in time and he comes back and tries to pretend to be a superhero and is pretty awful at it but makes good friends with Blue Beetle. So perhaps there's something there about the Blue Beetle film coming up that could tie into this. And those are all the announcements for now. So let's pause and take a breath for a minute. Now, let's talk about the elephant in the room, which is the Zack Snyder cast. Uh, It has been touched upon during the presentation that um, Ezra is completely committed to their recovery, Peter Safran said, and that DC Studios are fully supportive of that journey. I'm going to read the statement full on. Uh, They're very supportive of that journey. When the time is right, when they feel like they're ready to have the discussion, we'll figure out what the best path forwards is. But right now, they are completely focused on their recovery. And in our conversation with them over the last couple of months, it feels like they're making enormous progress. So that tells us that right now, there maybe isn't a plan for The Flash in this, in these, I mean, it's not a name that would come up in any of these titles. Um, and so the character is going to be parked for a little while. And I guess they will have that discussion when Ezra is out of recovery and feels ready to talk about their future in the character. So for now, we'll just have to see how The Flash turns out this year, and that will probably be a kind of a deciding factor for it. The same can be said of other characters that we're going to see this year. So Shazam, Aquaman, um, basically what has been said is that... Um, again, I'll read you the quote. So Gunn said, the history of the DC is is pretty fucked up. They were just giving away IP like they were party favours to any creators. What we're going to do, we're going to promise that everything from our first project forwards is going to be unified. But we will say that we've gotten very lucky inheriting these next four projects. And what is said during the presentation is that The Flash will reset the universe. So whether they are reshooting the ending, what they're going to do, certainly coming out of that film, we are going to be in a new landscape ready for Blue Beetle and Aquaman uh, the Lost Kingdom. Now, what they have said about Jason Momoa, there was no comment whatsoever on Lobo. 
uh, Gunn did say that he doesn't see actors portraying multiple characters. But what he has also referred to Aquaman as is a trilogy. So presumably that means that should Aquaman The Lost Kingdom perform well, there will be a third film down the line and we will have to see what will happen from there. Whether that would be a DCU project or a DC Elseworlds project will remain to be seen. But uh, that led into a discussion of uh, no one is out they are simply not in the projects that they're looking at so far. They're looking at these younger versions of characters, but there is no reason why there couldn't be an Elseworlds Henry Cavill Superman or an Elseworlds Wonder Woman 3 with Gal Gadot. Or it might be that she is still the DCU's Wonder Woman when they have finished Paradise Lost and they're ready to bring her in. So nothing is off the table. Everything is to be discussed. Everything is potential. It's all out there, ready to see what happens in the rest of chapter one. Uh, my thoughts on this are, well, this is, so the announcements came out at five. As I'm recording this, it's now 5.35. I have not had much time to digest this, but I'm impressed. The idea that we're looking at a chapter, this chapter has an overarching theme. The chapter is called Gods and Monsters. It's not a crisis. That's very exciting. Uh, I would have loved a crisis, but you know, that's where you build to ultimately, not where you start at the end of your first chapter. But wow, um, well, really, this is the most consistent we've ever seen DC make an announcement. The idea of actors in the DCU following their character to every project, be it TV, be it animated, be it big screen, is very, very exciting. Um, who'd have thought that you might see like a big screen Superman be in an animated movie or crop up in a computer game somewhere? It's a very cool uh, multi-platform way of approaching it, which I am very, very excited for. And I think is a wonderful idea for the DCU to say, do you know what? We love these characters. We love these versions of the characters. So we want to keep them and use them as much as possible without uh, kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? Without um, losing any integrity. I'm going to think of the way I wanted to say that later on. Um so that is very exciting. Obviously, it remains to be seen how these films turn out and, you know, budget-wise, what they are, success-wise, what they are. But certainly, from a project plan, as it were, this is a very exciting way to approach the DCU. It certainly has got me very excited for the future. And I wish that we didn't have to wait until 2025 to see Superman. Um I would love to know what you think about the announcements though so before i forget to say it uh if you are watching this on youtube then please leave a comment below and let me know what you think of the announcements which project you're excited for most if you want to interact with me come and find me on social media i am at neil vag or you can find us at gate your comic con you can also find write-ups on all of the projects that have been announced today over on our website which is www.getyourcomiccon.co.uk I think that's all I want to say for now. I need to let this sink in for a little while. That's it. Ten projects. Ten very exciting projects across animation, film and TV. Might have a little bit of a wait, but certainly I think we need to get ready to start hearing about costume designs, casting choices, director choices. The future looks very, very bright for DC Studios, and I'm excited to see what James Gunn and Peter Safran are going to do. So until next time, thanks for listening. Bye.